Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and every Friday, we are joined by the one and only Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer for a Ferg Friday. How are you, buddy? I'm all right, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we record this Thursday afternoon about, what, about an hour ago, Auburn sent out a, a, a statement talking about their their NIL name, mm-hmm. image, and likeness education program. They're calling it Spirit. What's uh, What's kind of your instant takeaways with something like this? Yeah, I mean, this is something that we thought was coming at some point. Um, You know, other schools around the country have done this. They come up with these programs and say, hey, when the floodgates open up on July the 1st and in the state of Alabama, you're able to make money off your name, image, and likeness if you're a collegiate athlete. Um, The big thing there is just educating these guys and making sure they know, and girls, uh, educating these guys and girls and making sure they know, you know, what to do with the best way to handle this, this whole situation is from like, I think more of like a legal standpoint uh, from a way to make sure that you're uh, staying compliant with the NCA rules. Um, and just, you know, giving, giving these athletes actual education on, okay, if you're going to be coming into some money right now, what's the best way to do with it? What's the best way to handle it? Here's how you deal with agents. Here's how you deal with lawyers and stuff like that. And so I think Auburn, you know, they want to keep a close eye, on what happens with NIL because they don't want to run into trouble and have, you know, a kid be able uh, to, you know, not be eligible for a game or something like that. Right. Um, But they also, I think is, you know, it's a recruiting tool and you already saw a lot of it uh, on Thursday afternoon. A lot of the people involved in recruiting at Auburn are pushing it and saying, Hey, um, come unite your brand as a, as an athlete with the Auburn brand and, um, you know, try to maximize your earning potential while you're in college before you go professional. And I think that's, that's kind of the, the big takeaway. Everybody's doing something like this. Auburn finally put out their plans and they've got a couple of little features and details in there that are a little bit different than others. But, um, you know, it, it seems to be kind of, kind of boilerplate what we're seeing across these other States that already have NIL rules in place. Do you think, the deals that are made are going to be somewhat public or are we going to be seeing, you know, I don't know, Bo Nix making a social media post. He puts something on Instagram and, you know, he tags Yellowwood or he tags, you know, some sort of product or some sort of brand in it. And that's just kind of all we see. It's like, Oh, Bo got some money for this. Yeah. I think that's going to be the most likely outcome of like what NIL means because you know, some people, I think, have it in their head that it's going to be something like, well, you know, a, a booster or, you know, somebody's a local business will have like a commercial with them or something like that. And I think that one's a little bit outdated. And, you know, when you look at media consumption and the way um, marketing works nowadays, a lot of it is run through social media. And these guys have... As someone uh, whose full-time job is in a radio station, I 100% understand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> as far as outdated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it's one of those things where it's, it's one of those things where you know you have a platform take advantage of it yeah. because you know Bonex has I think I looked at it the other day he has like less a little less than a hundred thousand followers on Instagram or that's, something like that's that. That's a big audience. It's a big audience, and and advertisers are going to get involved with in that. It can be something as easy as just hey putting up a picture with you with this product, and it's just eyeballs on the product. 
that kind of stuff works. And I think we're going to see a lot of that. And I think one of the big misconceptions about, you know, name, image, and likeness is, well, it's only going to benefit the stars, especially in football and men's basketball. Well, you know, I think what we're about to see um, a lot of places, I think, uh, especially women's athletes are going to be able to take advantage of that because of their, you know, larger um, social media brand brands. I mean, you know, my friend Nicole Auerbach at The Athletic uh, right. a year or so ago wrote a story and she pointed out that, you know, of the top at the time that she was doing the research, the top 10 athletes, uh, college athletes and their social media followings, eight of them uh, were women's athletes. They were swimmers, uh, gymnastics, uh, you know, gymnasts, I should say. Um, and then the other two were like Trevor Lawrence and, and Zion Williamson or something like that. So we're we're about to see, I think, a shift in that where, you know, camps, autographs, stuff like that where it's going to be able to benefit a wider range than just, Hey, you know, you're going to be able, you know, if we sell your, if we sell Bo Nix's football Jersey, if Auburn comes in and says, we're going to sell 10 Nix jerseys this year. Um, you know, if we're going to, we're going to sell with your name and number on the back of them, you know, it's going to be more than that. I think it's going to be more than that for people being able to take advantage of stuff like that. And I think it's a, it's a win for everybody. And I think as a fan, it's going to be really cool to get maybe some of this game worn, memorabilia or, you know, things like that, depending on what all they have access to. Mm -hmm. And and I'm just thinking, you know, even with like, you know, high school students or something like that, maybe they can't afford the Bo Nix one, but maybe they can get like, you know, um, a Zevion Capers game-worn cleats or, you know, just just something like that, you know, and and Mm -hmm. I think that'd be really, really cool. Yeah, and the fact that these guys are going to be able to benefit, and girls are going to be able to benefit from their autographs, yeah. which is a big thing uh, because we know memorabilia like that and, and the real resale market on that is just exploding. Um, yeah, I think that's that's going to be really cool to see as well. And then, yeah, if you want to run a camp, if you want to go back to your hometown and somebody says, hey, we'll have the, you know, Smoke Monday goes back to Atlanta and, you know, they're going to you know pay him to uh, come in and, and help teach some of these kids. You know, they can he can do that now and I think that's stuff like that's gonna be really cool to see moving forward and um, I'm, I'm really curious to see how it affects Auburn women's uh, athletics especially um, you know Sinisa Lee coming in for Auburn gymnastics she might be the number two gymnast in the world coming off of the you know after the Olympics this year right she's got a huge social media following and that's going to be a platform and uh, and some eyeballs on Auburn gymnastics that I think we've never seen. And so not only will she be able to benefit from it, but I think other Auburn uh, gymnasts are going to be able to benefit from that as well. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joining us today. Today's show brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Tons of sport action happening this weekend, and you can get in on every single bit of it. Head over to BetOnline.ag, whether it's on your phone, your laptop, your work computer, I don't care. But go to BetOnline.ag and make that free account, and when you make that deposit, use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, one word, no spaces, locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Jay Ferg, I, I've got to admit, you got me kind of hooked a little bit on, you know, the Auburn Observer runs through Substack. It's a great service. You know, the, the content that you guys create, it goes straight to, um, goes straight to the inbox. And, you know, so you get the, the latest with all, everything Auburn sports directly to your inbox with the Auburn Observer. But you've kind of got me veering off also looking at other folks just because I love the format and I love kind of the, um, the way that the, the information comes to me now. So I blame you on that for me spending lots of money. <laughs> well, I and mean, that's the thing, man. That's what we, it's what I, I'm, I'm really excited about kind of the future of what I think sports media is going to look like. I agree. Um, as, as so many companies in so many places uh, consolidate or don't have enough money or advertising revenue dries up with these, you know, outdated ways of, of going about things. I think the future and part of the reason why I started the observer in the time I did it is I was seeing some people, some of my friends elsewhere, you know, be able to just say, Hey, I'm going to go directly to my audience and have a direct consumer to creator relationship. You don't have to go, you know, if you subscribe to the observer, that that money's going to me and and painter, and we're able to keep doing what we what we want to do. You don't have to worry about it going to some people you don't know or you know advertising anything like that. It's sure. it's that direct relationship, and it's pretty cool being on the on the cutting edge of that. I think because there's a lot of there's a lot of more creators out there that are gonna that are you know taking advantage of it. And we see how popular things like Twitch and YouTube are, yep. you know, and other aspects. And I think I think that's gonna start really trickling uh, trickling into uh, sports media where people get their writing and their podcast uh, directly, which I think is is a really cool thing. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, lo- I love the freedom, and I love uh, love being able to support uh, you know the folks that you know and you like uh, directly. It's a really cool relationship that you get to have with uh, with your subscribers and, and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you were very busy at the Auburn Observer this week. <laughs> it's as, busy week. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's start with Kaufman, if that's okay mm-hmm. with you. I mean, yeah, uh, a guy I think is going to have instant impact, um, a lot of excitement. I didn't realize that he only played two games last year. I, I had somehow just kind of missed that tidbit, yeah. um, kind of with undisclosed medical stuff. And then he, like, tweeted about having COVID. Then it sounds like he was told to delete it. And then it was just like, oh, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. So, uh, but it's still, I mean, really, really athletic, a lot of talent, seems to get it between the ears. I'm excited for him. Yeah, and uh, you're listening to this on a Friday. That means the film room on um, Donovan Kaufman that I did. I went back and watched every snap he took in those two games from uh, the the LSU game, the Texas A&M game last year. Yeah, it was a tough break for him. He got COVID, didn't have any symptoms, but he's mm. diagnosed with uh, myo, uh, myocarditis. Uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. But basically, sure. Think, that thing they were worried about with a lot of people with hearts and COVID, and um, you know, they just shut him down. Yeah, you know, them. those people with hearts. Yeah, those people with heart. Yeah, the people with hearts. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, just got to be worried about that. Right. No, it's it's that heart condition that a lot of people are really worried about. I know that yeah. was the big thing the Pac-12 had a problem with mm. early on in the in the process. Um, so it was a tough break for him, but I mean, he was pretty dang effective when he was on the field and, and very much like, you know, it makes sense considering, you know, Auburn went and got him and, and he put a, you know, they put a premium on going and getting him, but you know, you watch him play. And it's like, Oh, this is what Derek Mason wants in his safeties. A guy that can play everywhere. He can play free safety, he can play strong safety, goes back and forth interchanges. Um, the way they like to disguise coverages and, and, and do a lot of pre-step, you know, movement and, 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 you know, messing around with the alignment and stuff like that. He does a lot of that. And then also he's going to be a guy who can give you some good, good work at nickel as well. He can cover tight ends pretty well. He can cover slot receivers pretty well. He made some plays in that. There weren't very many times when he was in man coverage of those two games 
where the, you know, where the receiver even got the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he is really good and really sticking in coverage like that. And, uh, pretty good range. Uh, I think that was the other thing that kind of stood out to me. There were a lot of times where, yeah, it's Vanderbilt. They weren't great on defense last year, and and guys would miss tackles, or there were dudes would be getting loose, and he'd be flying from the complete other side of the field to go, you know, make sure uh, the big play is is prevented and stuff like that. So I think that's it, it, very much like by Darius Knighton and the fact that very versatile, very athletic. Uh, but the thing that you get the advantage of here with uh, with with Donovan Kaufman is it's basically like getting another 2021 kid because he only right. played two games last year. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of like a supercharged true freshman that you're going to be able to bring into the picture with the eligibility and the fact that he's already played two games uh, in SEC play and started and looked pretty good in both of those games. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very high on him. How much do you think his, uh, his impact in the return game is going to come into play? I, I think it could be huge because if you look at Auburn's kick returners in the spring game and, and in the spring it was – Tank Bigsby and Sean Shepherds. Now, no disrespect to Devin Barrett and Jark West Hunter and whoever else they're going to try to get at running back if they, you know, are able to land a transfer bird. But like they really need to, I think, make sure you limit as much, you know, tackles and, and hits on guys like uh Bigsby and Shepherds this season. And so I mean he's a he's a weapon. He is a real deal weapon in the return game. He had a huge return against LSU, he had a had a couple of really good ones uh against Texas AM. Um, and in high school, that was what he was like. He was a really good defensive back, and he did some of everything. I mean, go go look up his Vanderbilt bio and just read all the stuff he did uh, in high school at Archbishop Rummel uh, down in New Orleans, which is a very good and, and uh, very well-known uh, school for sports. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he had a state title game where he had a 95-yard kick return for a touchdown in that same game he had, like, a couple sacks. He had a pick uh, to end the game. He had a fumble return. He had a fumble recovery. He had a rushing touchdown. He had a dozen tackles. And, and so he's just one of those guys who can kind of impact every every aspect of, on the game that you put him in. Sure. And I just think his ability to be a good kick returner, you know, it, Bigsby obviously has a lot of um, has a lot of upside there. Shivers does as well. But a guy like Kaufman, I think, could help out your offense by making sure no, RB one and RB two aren't getting hit quite as much. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So l- let me ask you this before we move on. I want to touch on Knighton real quick, and then we'll go to um, we'll go to to basketball. But two four seven sports they put out a, a top 100 list for their transfer portal guys, uh, ranking them. They had Drayshon Miller at 26, of course uh, the former West Virginia corner. Uh, the quickly they says regardless, Brian Harson's biggest offseason addition. You know, high in PFF. At the very least, he should be in the playing rotation. Could be a starting corner. Okay, I think we all agree on that. Donovan Kaufman's, and at the time of us recording this, I have not been able to read your uh, your film breakdown on Kaufman yet, but at number 62 in their rankings, it says, it wouldn't be a shock if Kaufman is Auburn's starting boundary corner in 2021. Is that something you see him doing? Uh, considering he played about a hundred snaps last season for Vanderbilt and only one of them, he was an outside corner. I have a hard time believing that. I okay. Mean, I, I thought I was crazy on that. Okay. Good. Deal. It, it does seem very crazy because you brought in Dre Shen Miller to be a cornerback. You have Roger McCreary coming back. You have Nehemiah Pritchett who could play. Now. But you know, you've got corner. We, we just saw Marco Domeo enter the portal because Auburn's got so much depth at corner. And this dude is a safety. I mean, most of these snaps he played last season, we're at safety, whether it was the free or, you know, the the strong, whatever you want to call it. They did a lot of mixing and matching back there. Now, he has some nickel versatility. And if you wanted to throw him out there 
an outside corner, which Van, like I said, Vanderbilt did once against LSU. Mm-hmm. He could do it, but you know, no, this dude's a safety. Auburn needed safeties. They got safeties in him and 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 by Darius Knight, and and uh, that's where they're going to play him, I think. And and I think they're going to be guys where, you know, that safety position this year, guy, you know. Derek Mason's going to want dudes who can move around. Derek Mason's going to want dudes who can play nickel, can play both safety spots, can move around. When they go into dime, they do a lot of different things and and stuff like that. And and they needed depth there. And I think Knighton and now Don McCoffin are both guys that do that. I don't see outside corner in their future just because Auburn's got so much talent at outside corner and the fact that they have lost some JUCO guys uh, the last few weeks because, you know, just the the snaps are going to be tough to get out there. Yeah, but Darius Knighton wasn't ranked in this list. Neither was Tony Fair. But – other guys that made the top 100, TJ Finley was at 52, which is interesting. Seems like Auburn mm-hmm. may actually be the favorite for him than Marcus Harris, the defensive lineman from Kansas. He's announcing on Friday. You buying the TJ Finley hype? I mean, I, 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 I'm I very curious to see where this goes because I've heard what and read what TJ Finley's had to say about where he wants to go and how he doesn't want to just sit on the bench and be a backup. But if it's going to be Auburn, I mean, it would take a lot for him, I think, to knock Bo Nix off the top. Not saying that Bo Nix is infallible, but, I mean, the dude's got two years of starting experience in the SEC. That's hard to kick right. a dude off like that. I think T.J. Finley, in my opinion, the thing with him is, is he would be a premium insurance option if something happened to Bo Nix in 2021 um, and then be a really good fit as a potential starter when the Knicks era came to a close. And to me, you know, people ask about Demetrius Davis and they ask about, you know, a, a guy – uh, you know, like him that maybe not necessarily fits the type of uh, style that we've seen in the past from Brian Harson or Mike Bobo. I just think it's more of a, you know, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Harson loves depth at quarterback. He always carried a, a decent amount of them at Boise. And, uh, and I think that's going to be something we see at Auburn. He's just, he's just lost some depth and kind of like where you see Kaufman kind of replacing what you lost in Chris Thompson in, ter- in terms of class and age and all that and upside and years left. I think it would be very similar to what you got uh, losing a guy like Shale Garnett, same class, except for this dude started several games in SEC play instead of, you know, not seeing the field last year. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Just heads up. Father's Day is coming up. It's around the corner. And uh, yeah, buy your dad some Built Bars or to all the you ladies out there. Buy your husband slash father some Built Bars. It's great. It will make them happier and healthier. What could possibly be better than that? Head over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. There's a ton of amazing flavors. You know what they like. Give them what they want, and they will love it. Absolutely. So, BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. All right, a few more minutes while I have you, Jay Ferg. So um, I really got fired up reading your breakdown on Katie Johnson, Auburn basketball's newest guard, of course, formerly uh, played for Georgia last season. But, man, this guy is an electric scorer. And, I mean, really reading your breakdown at the Auburn Observer earlier this week, I mean, the sky's the limit for what Bruce Pearl can do with this kid. He is an ideal Bruce Pearl player. Yeah. The fact that his almost all of his shots last season for Georgia came at the rim, at the free throw line, or three point range, and then defensively, he flat out gets after it and creates turnovers. He was uh, he led, uh, you know, the SEC last season in steal percentage. 
Um, he was one of the best in America at getting it at fast break points. He was one of the best in America at sc- scoring per 40 minutes. So even though he didn't start last season for Georgia, he was their second best scorer. And, um, you know, you extrapolate that, that to 40 minutes. He's one of the best guys at just getting buckets in America. This is a really, really talented dude. And he style wise, I mean, he checks pretty much every box you would want in a Bruce Pearl player because offensively and defensively, he fits his scheme very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it seems like that's kind of what Auburn was missing, right? Was that three-point shooter. And obviously, yeah. you know, they checked that box somewhat with Desi Seals. But this guy seems to be a lock, right? Yeah, and it's kind of crazy. He played, He's from Atlanta originally, played Southwest DeKalb. Uh, his first three seasons of high school, he was not a three-point shooter at all. He was a guy who got to the rim and, you know, tried to posterize dudes. And that was, you know, a point guard, a very slashing type of point guard. He goes to Hargrave Military Academy for his senior year, which has produced a lot of really good talent in football and basketball. Yeah. Uh, and it becomes a three-point shooter. He's 38% three-point shooter his senior year at Hargrave. And then at Georgia, he puts up the exact same number in, um, you know, SEC play. And I think that's pretty big for him because this is a guy who's got little to no fear at pulling it from deep. Uh, he's got really good range. He strikes me a lot like Zepp Jasper, like Wendell Green, like Desi Sills, where it's like if it's open – they're going to pull it and they're going to be, they're not going to be afraid to pull it. Um, and, you know, Auburn might not have a quote unquote dead eye on this, on this roster. Yeah, there's not a Bryce Brown mm-hmm. uh, in, that, in that case, but if he continues to grow in his development and gets more consistent with his shot, I mean, he could be one of the best three point shooters in the SEC this upcoming season. Do you think there's value in him being used to coming off the bench and being effective? Yeah, possibly, because I think, you know, it's going to be so interesting to see how they shake out next season with with his guards, with these with these guard spots. You look at their backcourt, they reloaded, completely revamped their backcourt this year. You've got four guys in Sills, uh, Katie Johnson, uh, Wendell Green Jr., and Zepp Jasper. you got four dudes that are aggressive on offense, aggressive on defense. They are all defensive upgrades, I think, of what we saw from Auburn last season, just because their quickness, their lateral movement is very good. These guys force turnovers. They're used to playing in high-pressure, high-paced systems. Same thing on the offensive end. You know, We saw a little bit more of Jasper and, uh, and Wendell Green taking mid-range jumpers, which I think will be interesting to see how that opens up Auburn's offense in, to a degree. But a lot of threes, a lot of layups, a lot of free throws. And, and so both of you know, all four of these guys, no matter what you do at the one or the two, you could. I think you could put them in there, you shake it out, roll it out, and just say, all right, here's your two starters, here's your two backups. And Wendell Green is probably the only one you won't see much at the two just because of his size. But you're talking about a backcourt next season that is going to try to run everyone to death. Um, they are very fast. They are yeah. very athletic. And they're not going to give a team a, a moment's rest. So that when you have four dudes who are capable of playing the style, it doesn't matter who's on the floor at any given time. You're going to get aggressive offense and aggressive defense and a lot of pace from that backcourt. You combine that with a, with a front court that is looking very, very formidable when you think of the fact that one of Jabari Smith or Walker Kessler or Jalen Williams is not going to start next year. Mm. Um, and then you look at the wing, you bring back Alan Flanagan. Devin Cambridge is another guy who can give you really good minutes out, out there on the wing and is very versatile in that aspect. And we know he can catch fire from deep when, when things get rolling. This is a stacked lineup. I know Rothstein said he thought Auburn had the best roster in the SEC after the Katie Johnson pickup. Yeah. He called him a top-10 team. I mean, the, the SEC is going to be – just dang loaded next season. But when you pick up a guy like Katie Johnson, what you're, sh- what you're saying is, is like, we are going to make a run and try to be a contender next year. And I think absolutely they're going to do that. I think this is a team that really, I mean, their goal should be top four in the SEC 
get into the tournament, see how that shakes out. And if you're top four in the SEC, and if you either win the tournament or the regular season title, you're going to be one of the best teams in the field at March Madness next year. Yeah, you got a chance. Absolutely. Justin, tell everybody what they can get when they sign up at the Auburn Observer. Yeah, auburnobserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year gets you access to everything we've got going on. So we've got those film room uh, film room on Donovan Kaufman today, the, the breakdown that we just talked about with Katie Johnson, a couple other stories from throughout the week that you can check out, one on by Darius Knighton. We've Pretty much any transfer Auburn has picked up on in football and basketball, we've done a breakdown of them uh, that you can get at The Observer. Uh, we also do a podcast. Uh, if you subscribe, you get a midweek podcast, uh, myself and Painter Sharpless, where we run down the uh, the, the news and, and, and talk, uh, you know, have, have some good discussion about what's going on in the world of Auburn football and men's basketball. And uh, if you want to check it out for free, uh, our weekend podcast usually goes up on Sunday afternoon at some point or Sunday morning, um, just wherever you listen to podcasts, Auburn Observer, search it and check it out. And like I said, you get all the stories and that bonus podcast once a week if you subscribe at The Observer. That's Justin Ferguson. Be sure to sign up auburnobserver.com. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. This has been Locked on Auburn.